And I'm talking like the peppermint halo from Sa- Sajay from Sage. Yeah, that's Sajay. And um, I, just, I just rub it everywhere. <laughs> what is it? You rub that shit on everything. What is it? Um, okay. Frank's Red Hot. Like, yeah, Frank's Red Hot. Frank's oh Red Hot. Put that shit on everything. <laughs> Welcome to the 17th episode of the True North Witches podcast. Yeah. So the witchy tip of the day is witchy, witches really did fly on broomsticks in a way. The origins <laughs> of the broom as a witch's preferred mode of transportation is pretty weird. People who practice witchcraft experimented with herbs and potions and rituals that may have used the mandrake plant. Mandrake contains uh, scopolamine and it's a hallucinogen. Yeah. Yeah. Two alkaloids that cause feelings of euphoria in low doses and hallucinations in higher doses. The rituals performed performed in the nude called for the participants to rub an herbal ointment containing the mandrake on their foreheads, wrists, hands, and feet, as well as on a staff that they would ride. The friction of the ointment coated staff uh-huh. on the witch's uh-huh. uh, lady parts <laughs> would absorb the ointment into their system and cause a floating sensation, and their description of that feeling is what perpetuated the symbol of the witch flying on a broomstick. And that was from mentalfloss.com. But I have a little added to this. <laughs> I also uh, heard somewhere that uh, at one point the ointment was rubbed on brooms so it didn't look so suspicious. So then they would insert the broom into their, yeah. And uh, that's where riding the broom came from. <laughs> All the splinters in my no-no area. Yeah, I have that's... a lot of feelings about that. That's where uh, riding on the broomstick came from. Uh, and I have the uh, tarot pull for the day, or for the episode. Now, y'all gotta remember that I prefer Oracle. Because they don't events. call you out on your shit. That is not why. It is so she why says, you bitch. She says quietly. <laughs> um, so I chose, so the card that came to be, or came to me, is called The Dark Lady. Now, this card is, like, look how pretty that card is, right? Like, oh, love it. Um, (laughs) So, unconscious power and wisdom, rituals, mysteries, and secrets. The Dark Lady is the high priestess of the mysteries. She understands how to surrender to divine power to unity, which is card one in our deck. She has the profound intuitive knowledge that is only to be found by looking deeply into our own beings and natures. We find her through meditation and sleep and within inner peace, ecstasy, and total despair. I'm uh, the person who was writing this at the time of the dark moon, which is her time. Um, so, starter reading. <coughs> they call it starter reading, but, you know. Um, <coughs> they do have reversals, but I don't follow reversals. Um, we may reach the realm of the Dark Lady through grief, through deep surrender, through ecstasy, or through profound ritual. This card in a reading suggests that it is time to withdraw from the ordinary world to revitalize ourselves through the retreat and surrender to the source. Unity and the song of 
ecstasis. This is a time of, prepare, of preparation for rebirth, of restoration and regeneration. What is hidden is getting ready to be revealed. Celebrate this passage through the unknown, rich, fertile, hidden realms of the Dark Lady. This is the time in the natural cycle of life when we open ourselves to and receive the unflowing energies of himself, which is the partner card to um, the Dark Lady. So like the God and the Goddess. It may also be a time of prophecy, <laughs> magic, and foretelling of the potentials of the future. A time of self-awareness, self-knowledge, and encounters with the hidden worlds. Meditate, retreat, seek serenity, and inner peace. Ooh. Right? Like, it's, it's a heavy card. Um, <laughs> right? It's like, <laughs> you need to do your shadow work. Ooh. Here it is. Both of us. <laughs> calling... The Oracle card is calling us out on our shit. It never does that, though. Yes, but I love this card also because it, it reminds me of Hecate. Yes, that is usually mm -hmm. the card that I use uh, if I want, like, a physical <laughs> representation of her. I will go through my fairy deck and look for that card and usually, like, set it up on the candle. <clears throat> My um, supervisor wanted a one card reading and she ended up getting the himself card, which is like wisdom Ooh. and um, <laughs> being very knowledgeable, old soul type and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about peppermint and it seems like we're doing a double trouble episode without doing double trouble because we're both doing herbs. <laughs> to be fair, mine's a wood yeah, technically yours would be yeah, a wood or a resin or a spice. Yes. Um, so I am doing peppermint, which is also considered mentha piperica. Its folk, na folk names are brandy mint and la mint. Its gender is masculine. And then there is a little bit of an argument uh, with the next three things. So if this one says that its planet is Mercury, its element is fire, and its deity is Pluto, but I've seen that as uh, different things uh, when I was looking it up online. So we will get to that when I get to that segment. Its powers are pur purification, love, psychic powers, sleep, and healing. So magical uses are peppermint has long been used in healing potions and mixtures. It also has a long history in purification spells. Fresh leaves rubbed against the head are said to relieve headaches. Worn at the wrist assures that you will not be ill. Its presence raises the vibrations of an area. Fresh peppermint on the altar will call good spirits to be present and aid you in magic. Smell, smell it compels one towards sleep and placed beneath the pillow, it sometimes offers one glimpses of the future in dreams. It is rubbed against furniture, walls, and floorboards to cleanse them of negativity. Uh, Pliny, Pliny, I'm not sure which, uh, stated that peppermint excites love and so can be added to this type of mixture. It can also be used in travel spells. Its bright green leaves and crisp scent lead to its use in money and prosperity spells, the easiest of which is to place a few leaves in the wallet or purse or rub where your money is kept. Common mints, such as peppermint <laughs> and pennyroyal, 
are closely related and in a pinch one can be used in place of another. Mince um sorry spork sorry side note. Um I keep money in my bra, but I have a feeling if I rubbed mint, it'd be a whole lot of, lot of tinglies. <laughs> you probably um, would have had a lot of tinglies. But maybe just and, keep, keep a mint leaf in the twenty dollar bill or the money. That ah you yes, yes. Um but also I can confirm the sleeping thing. The headache thing, and um, I can't confirm the not getting ill because I have peppermint oil on me all the fucking time, and yet I'm sick all the fucking time. So, definitely the sleep thing, definitely the headache thing, and, you know, <laughs> I find peppermint to be very calming. So, um, and I'm stressed out, I put that shit on everything. And I'm talking like the peppermint halo from Sa Sajay, from Sage. Yeah, that's Sajay. I just, um, I just rub it everywhere. <laughs> what is it? You rub that shit on everything. What is it? Um, Wait. Frank's Red Hot. <laughs> yeah, Frank's Red Hot. Frank's oh Red Hot. Rub that shit on everything. <laughs> Sorry for interrupting you. I just wanted to share. No, that's good. Um, this is why we do this podcast. <laughs> yes, because we can't stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> Not exactly what I was going for, but that works. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, uh, mints that one finds in the wild can be used in external magical applications in place of these common mints. Match the wild mint to the known mint that it most resembles. And that little excerpt was from Cunningham's Encyclopedia of Magical Herbs by Scott Cunningham. <clears throat> so, uh, strongly aromatic, uh, mint is a strongly aromatic perennial herb uh, of the mint family. It has a strong Swedish odor and a warm, uh, pungent taste. Can't even read my own writing. Warm, pungent taste with a cooling aftertaste. <clears throat> the leaves are typically used fresh as a culinary herb, and the flowers are dried and used to flavor candy, desserts, beverages, salads, and other foods. Its essential oil is also wildly used as a flavoring. And I would like to premise this, I just popped the dog on the nose, but I would also like to premise this by saying this is not the ones you buy at the health food stores. Those um, may not be edible. Those may not be edible. Um, so please research, do your research first. I am not. Uh, in, I'm not an expert. Uh, the plant is actually a hybrid <laughs> between water mint, which is mentha aquatica, and spearmint, which is M. spicata, and is cultivated in Europe, Asia, and North America. Peppermint has square stems, smooth, or square, yep, soft, smooth, dark green leaves, and blunt oblong clusters of pinkish lavender flowers. As with other mints, the plant can spread aggressively by means of stolons, or stolons, um, so underground stems. So it is preferable that you use them in a pot, and if your pot has a hole at the bottom, use uh, the dish. Nat uh, natural hybridization among wild species has yielded many varieties of peppermint, 
but only two, the black and the white, are recognized by growers. Black peppermint, also called English peppermint or uh, Mitchum mint, is extensively grown in the United States and has a purplish and has purplish stems. Uh, the white variety is less hardy and less productive, but its oil is considered more delicate in odor and obtains a higher price. Uh, oil of peppermint, uh, a volatile essential oil distilled with the stem from the herbs, is wildly used for flavoring confectionery, chewing gum, uh, and medicines. Pure oil of peppermint is nearly colorless. It consists principally of menthol and menthone. Menthol is also called mint camphor or peppermint camphor. Uh, and it has been long used for uh, soothing bombs in the medical industry. And that's from uh, Britannica.com, the uh, encyclopedia? Mm-hmm. Um, a side note for uh, like medical uses, <coughs> I use it a lot for um, nausea. Mint tea is great for nausea. I just suck on mints all day when I'm nauseous. Mint is great. Like you just, I mean, you call it mint tea, but you know what mint tea is? It's just peppermint tea leaves. Yep. Peppermint leaves in water, so you could basically grow your own uh yes i have my own mine is dying so is mine because i forgot to water it mine has uh, been outside and it's got a teeny tiny pot so all this rain it is it is not liking not yeah liking. i literally saw it, it was like <laughs> it uh it doesn't like the fact that uh, I, i'm worried that it's going to get root rot because I don't think it's got a big enough hole at the bottom, or any mm. hole at the bottom. But its root system, I pulled it from Nick's garden. Yeah. So its root system is not the greatest right now. So I can't pull it out to replant, because then it's really going to die. Mm. So I'm babying this thing by putting it like under the table so that it doesn't get wet, and making sure that it's... Uh, if it's making sure if it's dry or wet. Or... So this is where my information got a little um, different from what you've heard before. So you sh uh, this site said that usually it is associated with the element air, where Cunningham said it was fire, uh, probably because of its fresh scent. So because of the fresh scent is more of an air herb than a fire herb, with this kind of thing, I say go by what your gut is, by what your intuition is telling you, and put your intention into it. And look, they use both eyewords at the same time. We should do a poll. <laughs> like on our Facebook, on our Facebook page, we should do a poll. Um, based on, and we'll word it like that, based on your gut instinct is peppermint an air element or a fire, fire element because oh, because there's debate yeah and we want to know what you guys think yes <laughs> so this says as an air herb it can be used for divination visualization and wind magic some consider it a venus herb and peppermint is often used in love magic and is said to be an aphrodisiac 
Now, you also have got to think that the Cunningham book is, like, years old. Like, quite a bit older. It may be old, but um, I still find that it, um, all of his stuff, all of, like, Scott Cunningham's stuff, is tried and true and um, great. For especially for a starter, like begin like beginner witches, it is true. He's got that um, uh, magic easily to understand. Book. Yeah, he's got that magical sampler yeah. book. It's really good too. I own it. <laughs> what don't I own? Um, Crowley associated peppermint with the Kabbalistic path of Aleph, and I'm sorry if I butchered that. Anybody, I am terrible with pronunciations. If they're even if they're Are you English. trying to say Val Valhalla? No. What were you saying? The Kabbalistic path. Kabbalistic? Yeah. Of Al like the Kabbalah. Like, this is the word that I'm having trouble with. It's A-L-E-P-H. Well, I'm not sure, but I know um, when it comes to, uh, there's a lot of um, Kabbal use in some, like, witch circles. Yeah. Um, since peppermint also contains the planetary um, metal for Jupiter, tin, it makes sense that this magic herb is sometimes put into charms for protection in legal situations, an area over which Jupiter has dominion. Uh, and that is from alchemy-works.com. So this is some of healing slash uh, medical stuff. And I would like to say that I am not a doctor or medical practitioner. So please, before doing any of this, using peppermint for anything, please consult your physician or someone in the medical field who knows what they're doing better. And uh, also, if you are allergic to this or anything, please do not ingest it or rub it on your skin or inhale it if that is what causes your allergies um also if you're a baby witch i can guarantee and you don't have a peppermint al allergy i can almost guarantee that while taking a ritual bath you accidentally put too much in and regretted it <laughs> um this is a common baby witch mistake what that stephanie made We've all made it. I'm just being vocal about it. <laughs> because uh, peppermint, not great for, like, in high doses, not great. I would put maybe one drop in your entire bath. Yeah, uno drop. Un, 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 in uno. Yeah. So peppermint uh, is best known as a remedy for digestive problems. It was used as such by the Romans and possibly the ancient Egyptians. Apart from its many therapeutic applications, it is also used as a humane form of pest control. Uh, peppermint grows throughout Europe, but most oil comes from the US. So properties and uses. Uh, refreshing and stimulating peppermint uh, tones and settles the digestive system. It relieves indigestion, flatulence, spasms, diarrhea, nausea, stomach cramps, and travel sickness. Uh, it also helps tone the liver, intestines, and the nervous system. It is a valuable uh, expectorant 
in the treatment of bronchitis, colds, and flu. It can reduce fevers by inducing sweating and cooling the body, um, a painkiller beneficial for toothache, headaches, and some migraines. It relieves itching as a useful antiseptic for acne and congested skin, and is an emergency remedy for shock. And again, please contact a professional. I am not a professional. Muscle and mental fatigue are both relieved by peppermint. Blends, it blends well with lavender, chamomile, rosemary, lemon, eucalyptus, benzoin, sandalwood, and majorum. But do not use this during pregnancy. Uh, it may irritate the skin of sensitive people. Do not use while taking homeopathic remedies and do not use for long periods of time. Again, contact your physician, please. Uh, and that I got, that information I got off of the Healing Remedies source book, actually, which I own. Um, and that was by C. Norman Shelley. So 10 magical uses for peppermint. Uh, you can put it in a sleep sachet to encourage prophetic dreams. You can dry and keep in your workspace. You can put it in the cloth or bag you keep your tarot cards or runes in. You can hang it over a sick bed. You can burn it during a funerary rite or at a grave site to help with grieving. You can rub it on your temples to promote mental clarity. You can plant near the front door to protect your homestead. Uh, you can brew it into a tea for divination. You can use the dried leaves as you would for a tea leaf reading. Uh, and you can place it on your altar uh, after ritual to clear the energy and promote a fresh perspective. And that was from Moody Moons. Uh, and then here's some witchy tips that I just got. These were from Pinterest, but I actually have where you can actually find them. They're just pictures, but I thought this was, these were really good. And some of them I've actually written down in my book, own Book of Shadows as something that I would like to do eventually when this apartment doesn't look like it got thrown into a hurricane. <laughs> um, it so, has character. <laughs> uh huh. So some witchy tips are wash down your front door with warm water and add a little essential oil of mint to refresh the vibrations and welcome in luck, wealth, and abundance. No mint oil, peppermint tea works just as well. And this was a picture uh, from Every Which Way You Can, and that's a Facebook page. Uh, so, and this is another one. Before doing a money spell or money meditation, drink a cup of peppermint tea to increase your money drawing magic. You can also drink a cup of peppermint tea each morning to give yourself energy, clarity, and happiness throughout the day. And that was a picture from the Facebook page, The White Witch Parlor. Now this one I had written down quickly at work and forgot to grab the source from it. So if anybody could tell me the actual source person, I will gladly credit them. Um, if you can't burn sage incense or incense, use peppermint oil mixed with some water in a spray bottle and spray to cleanse your room or sacred space. 
And this one would be a great one for baby witches who are in the closet because you can use it as a, oh, it helps my headaches. Perfect. Little, little um, spray bottle. It helps my headaches. Uh, just a side note with the whole, because uh, you mentioned sage. <coughs> um, common sage. Common sage, yeah. <laughs> so, um, sage is part of a closed practice. So if you're not in the practice or haven't been invited in by someone who does practice, Please use other ways that Brooke has mentioned for cleansing and clearing and whatnot because sage is endangered. And um, I find that a lot of witches or would-be witches, they um, – I can't even say would-be witches because everyone's a witch in their own right um, – are is using it disrespectfully according to a lot of indigenous religions. So <laughs> if you're not a part of the practice – haven't been invited in, please find a different way to cleanse. There are hundreds of ways. Thank you. And I would like to add to Steph's addition. Um, what Steph is talking about is white sage. So those white sage bundles or white sage pieces that you usually see uh, hanging about, um, that is what she's talking about. I grow common sage, like cooking sage. Yeah in my garden and I use that in my practice, but I don't call it yep. smudging. I call it smoke clearing because that is what I'm Cleansing, doing. Yeah. Smoke, uh, smudging is the closed practice with white sage and I use common sage that I grow myself and I use it a little differently than just the, um, the, the way that's the closed practice. <laughs> yeah. I use a lot, I do a lot of smoke cleansing too, but I also use like the common sage um, because like I don't want to, I don't want to offend anybody. So like any ancestors or like spirits watching, watching in on me being like, yo, what you doing? I also don't like the smell of white sage for some reason. Oh, I love it. I like the smell of common sage. It smells the same to me. Really? I sense a slight, I think the, the common sage smells a little bit woodier, and that's what I like. I just get a very marijuana feel from it. I mean, yes, but it's like a woodier, like more like I'm in the woods having a blunt rather than... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My favorite! So, other than <coughs> peppermint, the one thing in life... Um, that I love more than anything uh, when it comes to smells is sandalwood. Patchouli. For Brooke, it's patchouli, but for me, it is sandalwood through and through. I will burn that shit all day long. Sandalwood all and patchouli. Day. I, went, I, I, went, I went through my incense sticks the other day, and I have a good dusting of patchouli and sandalwood. And by good dusting, nice, you know, nice, nice. You know those uh, pasta... You know those uh, pasta containers that are like yay around? Yes. I fill each of those with how much patchouli. I fill two of those with how much patchouli and how much sandalwood I have because those are my two favorite ones. So, what is this? <laughs> for sandalwood, <coughs> um, the Latin name is Santa Loom Album. 
And um, the first little thing I'm going to read to you is from the complete book of incense oils and brews by Scott Cunningham because his stuff is classic and legendary. Um, so sandalwood is one of the most valuable, valuable woods in the world. It has a rich, mysterious scent and is widely used in magical and religious incense. Heartwood per producers, bleh, sorry, words are hard. Heartwood produces the best quality sandalwood. It is a light brown to reddish color with a deep scent. Lower grades, which are white with little scent, aren't recommended for use in magic. <coughs> sandalwood is used in protection, exorcism, healing, and spirituality. For formulas, cedar can be substituted for sandalwood if the true wood can't be found. So, uh, very sacred, very, and by a lot of cultures, um, by the looks of it, because I am studying, or I am teaching um, continents to my students um, at Montessori. Uh, it is the Asian continent is where it widely is and where it is grown. Uh, so, another name for it is Ligna Thina. Its gender is fe feminine. Element water. Planets um, is the moon. Sign Capricorn. Deities Shiva, Lakshmi, and Krishna. So, and chakra is the third eye. So magical properties used uh, during protection, healing, and exorcism spells when mixed with lavender and makes an incense designed to conjure spirit. Sandalwood is the essential sacred wood to reach enlightenment, according to um, like the Buddhist religion. There is document right. There is document. There is documented four thousand years of use, known best in the Hindu and Buddhist religions. Um, medical properties, diuretic, urinary, antiseptic um, properties, but no clinical trials um, have been done. So no one's actually ever studied the medicinal uses of sandalwood. Uh, and if they have, there's just not enough um, to substantiate any papers being done on it. Um, but it has been used in medical uses in uh, the Hindu and Buddhist cultures for thousands of years. Um, sandalwood is a resource tightly woven with many aspects of daily life in India. It is one of the first items Indian tr India traded uh, when the whole <coughs> revolution of trades started. It is sacred and is sent is considered to be the scent of paradise. Um, the culture believed the culture believed termites left sandalwood alone, therefore becoming a symbol of vitality. Um, it is used in many, many cultures such as Indonesia, Hawaii, uh, Australia, Fiji, Samoa, Vanu Vanuatu, Tonga, and China. That's really what I had for sandalwood. I do use it in everything for meditation, Centering, grounding. Like if I had a incense roller of sandalwood, my peppermint roller would never get used. True. It wouldn't. I use and, a combination of patchouli and sandalwood uh, for my meditation. And like I do a small little like 10 minute workout in the backyard usually. 
Mm -hmm. So I use sandalwood and patchouli uh, like combined to do that because they are my two favorite scents. Mm. So when, you know, like um, seances Mm -hmm. uh, and like how they became really big back in the 50s, like that's what we were talking about with the the Ouija board a couple episodes ago. Um, (coughs) And you know how there's always like in this, in the movies, there's always smoke billowing in the room. It's because they're burning sandalwood to attract spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, sandalwood will attract any spirit. So you do have to make sure that your intention and who you're trying to invite uh, is, is, you know, um, if you're set. You, you know what you're doing. I'm with sorry. With most things, I mean, like, you can dabble, but, like, with the intense things like spirits and things like that, I would be careful. Spirits, deities... Uh, you can dabble, I don't care, in, you know, herbs and hexes and curses. And just be careful. Yes, yeah. I don't care. Just don't do something stupid. I just, I don't care if you want to, you know, summon something. Like in the craft? Something. But be careful. That's all I ask. If you're having second thoughts about it, don't do it. One thing I did note when researching sandalwood and whatnot, uh, even though it's completely sacred to like Buddhist and Hindu religions and many cultures, um, they don't consider it to be a part of a closed practice. Therefore, it's um, open use. So yeah, unlike White Sage sandalwood. Mm-hmm. They're open practice. So, you know, and um, it, it's good for cleansing, too. It's like when I talk about voodoo dolls, I'm not using a voodoo doll. I'm using a poppet. Yes, poppets. That is all we have for you today. You can always find us on our email, uh, truenorthwitches at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook um, at truenorthwitches. On Instagram at True North Witches. Uh, on TikTok at True North Witches. On Twitter, where we never tweet. <laughs> tweet. At True North Witches. I think we should just delete Twitter. Um, <laughs> but you can also find us on Patreon um, at True North Witches. But also um, TNW Podcast Yay. on Patreon. <laughs> so check us out because we're going to start uploading exclusive content as I keep saying at the end of these episodes soon <laughs> yeah. um, yes our 20th episode is coming up and we will be doing a challenge video only for our Patreons <laughs> um, and you can also find us on YouTube at True North Witches follow us on TikTok get our epic sure. videos um, and then go ahead and follow us on Facebook too and Instagram. And, um, if you honestly like hearing us talk, kudos to you. Thanks. Listen <laughs> be guys. We'll see you in the next video. Bye guys. Bye.